Yes, you, you lucky sausage. You found the Talk Marketing Show, where the League of Marvelous Marketeers give up everything you need to be more successful in your business. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, Good morning, Mr. Lee. Uh, Mr. Henley, good morning. How are you? I am extraordinarily well, thank you. How are you? Uh, I, I listen. It's, uh, I could be in a much worse position in life, like you. I'm, I'm enjoying uh, the benefits of being relatively self-employed and, and looking after my own needs, which is good. Fantastic, excellent. Thank you so much for agreeing to spend this time with me, with us today. Um, I know you're you're a very busy man there in the green belt. <laughs> yeah, well, I would like to be busier. Everyone wants to be a little bit busier. But, I, you know, my, my life plan changed four and a half years ago. I, I'm not somebody who wants to do 60 hours a week again. I've been there and uh, I've stepped right off of that treadmill. So we'll cover that later on somewhere. Okay, cool. But I thought I was under the impression that you didn't want to be busier. I certainly don't want to be busier. I've also done the 60 hours a week. No, not, no. I, I think, listen, I, my, my needs are relatively small, but having a little bit just ticking along. So, yeah, there's always a bit of capacity to be a bit busier. My, my busy is more about doing stuff online, you know, writing a new blog, doing a new journal, building a new handbook, rather than client busy. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, so I'm definitely there. That's why I'm on this mission with this content is because I've done a lot for clients. I've done a lot for a lot of people. And now I feel like I'm kind of discharging my responsibility. So I'm busy sharing everything I know. I think it's going to take me a couple of years to do that. I'm dragging in interesting people like you to get some of what you know as well. And then hopefully I can just discharge myself entirely in two years' time. I've given the world everything I know. I'm going to go and do something that interests me more in future. Not that I'm Absolutely. not interested yeah, in marketing. Yeah, no. Altruism is a, a something that grows on us as we get older, I think. So, you know, I, I'm very much going slowly heading down the altruistic route of what do I know? What can I give back? Where's some value for other people that I don't need to hold on to that anymore? And I just give it away. It's quite a nice thing to do occasionally. Yeah. Well, I think of it. You've seen Oliver Stone's platoon, have you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is like my platoon. Like I spent my time in the trenches. I saw the horrors. Now I'm here telling the world about it. You, but you loved it when you were in it, I know. I, I, you and I go back 15-ish, I guess, years, 2010, yes. 11, so it might be before then. When you, were in, yes. when you were in the thick of the trenches, you didn't know there was a different life outside of those. I didn't know that. And the thing is, I launched myself out of bed for those nine years that I was running Effective Marketing properly. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. And I was presenting to hundreds of people a week. And, you know, I really fancied myself at the time as like the small businesses marketing champion. And it took me a long time to realize they don't deserve a champion. They don't deserve anything. <laughs> but oh, now I still, wanna, I, I still feel like I want to be with the little guy against the world. You know, that's why I'm producing the content. Like, I can't help people on a one-to-one -one basis. They haven't got the money. I haven't got the money. You know, it, it takes time, energy, money to make these things happen. Yeah. 
but I can give them the information. I can give them great insights from people like you. So that's kind of that's kind of how I'm hoping to change the world this time around. No, okay, so uh, that reminds me of how I know you, because I don't know if you remember Elaine Smith, but Elaine yes, Smith came yes. to me sometime around 2006, 2007. She's like, oh, Martin, there was this amazing guy at our networking. He stood up today and he presented for 20 minutes. He didn't have any notes, nothing. And I have to tell you, I was a little bit unhappy about that because that's what I've been doing for like the three years previous. <laughs> and now people are raving about you. So that's how I know you, which brings us to kind of question number one, which is how are you qualified, Mr. Lee, to talk to us about marketing? Well, I think first you just sort of reminiscing on that uh, 20, you know, uh, give me a stage and I'll perform. That's that's, you know, that's what I do. And uh, on those those networking events in the morning, they became my lifeblood, absolutely. And, and so that yeah, they were really a great time. So yes, uh, hats off to Elaine for introducing you and I all those all those years ago. How am I qualified? You know, I think marketing qualifications are a bit of a, a anathema, really, aren't they? Uh, I, I think you can go do the university route. You know, go down to whichever university you want and and do your degrees and do everything else. Ultimately, um, it's it's a, a learn it, burn it, you know, have a go at it see what works, bleed from the best, look at the worst. Uh, and, and so from what I am, you know, I'm an old man now. I'm, I'm, I'm closer to 60 than 50, way closer. Um, and I've been selling or getting people to listen to what I've got to say for 48 years, you know, since I was a kid at school. And that's all marketing, all those little things you do. Um, whether it be the, the pester power you know, of kids trying to tell their mum to, to buy them something, get into market why they need it, right through to what we do today, which is just um, supporting uh, whatever you're trying to offer. So it's, I don't have any qualification as such. I'm not formally qualified. What I've got is 30, 40 years of owning and operating businesses, selling businesses, building businesses for other people. Uh, and just being in business. That's my that's my marketing background. Okay. And do you consider yourself to be a marketing person or a sales and marketing person? Or oh um because I in business they're very defined, but I think a really good head of sales must understand how where that sales came from and how it was created. Uh, and I think a really good marketing person needs to understand the journey of the salesperson. Otherwise, there's going to be a real conflict. Um, so I would put myself in the camp of a blended. You know, I, I enjoy both sides of the the game of, of sales and marketing. Okay, well, you're not supposed to, are you? No, that's the, that's the thing, and that, that's this is where I think uh, when when you love what you do, and I, I've loved most products that I've sold. There's been a couple of products which I won't bore you with, but I've sold some intangibles which are which are uh, horrible to sell. I mean, they're tough. Uh, marketing them was quite easy because it was they were sold on a on a fear or a, 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 the strategies that people use uh, just to, to you know that fear of missing out sort of opportunity. But from selling the product, it was very difficult. So the journey for me has flipped that I'm now marketing myself and my new business um, more than I'm trying to sell it because either people want it or they don't. It's one of those things that. You know, it's, uh, I've rested into a comfort zone that says, well, you know, here's what here's what I've got to offer. Uh, provide the right, the right messages, the right call to actions for them. Give them the right ingredients to make a decision. Then it's their decision. It's not for me to then change that. 
Okay, so that's cool. So if you're in sales, you're supposed to hate the marketing people and blame them for yeah. not giving you what you need. And if you're in marketing, then you blame the salespeople for not being able to convert Close the deal what, what you've delivered. Yeah, so there is definitely this, because I'm also a sales and marketing person. I did 10 years in sales before I started the Effective Marketing Company. And so I really think I'm like both like you. And I think everybody should be a bit of both, you know, but Absolutely. it's not the way the world works, unfortunately. So no, I know, and I've seen a, a few of your uh, broadcasts that you've done, a few of these uh, sort of podcastings you've done, and there is very much, you know, you speak to some of the people you've spoken to, and they're very much down one line. Now, I'm a marketing person, uh, and it may be they've got a fear of the sale, a fear of rejection, uh, those sort of things. Um, whereas from my point of view, it has to it has to work together. I can't see how you can have any uh, anybody. Let's take an SME, standard owner operator four or five staff turning over 1.5, 2.5 million as, as let's say an, an average type SME business. If that owner doesn't understand what the salesman needs, and if his salesperson can't relate to the boss and say, look, we need to do this message or put the message over there or somewhere, then I don't know how they can operate. Now, obviously you scale that up, you go to corporate level, um, they become quite defined roles. But SMEs, which are who you and I have tended to work with in the past, generally, um, they need to have their feet in both camps. They absolutely do. But my experience of working with <clears throat> probably much smaller businesses, I mean, by the time they're turning over a million, they've worked it out. But, you know, I think of the Lord knows I invoiced like a thousand different businesses in that in that nine years that I was running the effective marketing company. I would say a handful of them were anything more than hand to mouth. You know, yeah, they, were, they might be employing 40 or 50 people, but it's like every month they're just working to get that done. And I think it's because they don't get the whole sales and marketing thing. They don't get that actually being in business is about having customers profitably. That's what I think. I mean, by the time you're turning over a million or a million and a half, I don't know, what are you employing them? Maybe 30 people. I think they start to get it, and that's when they start to bring in marketing management. But the amount of times I've been in, in pitches and the person will say to me, like, either we're going to engage you to generate us some leads or yes, we're going to yes. employ a salesperson, it's like that's not how it works. So I don't think – I mean, I think this is part of my mission now is understanding why people don't understand marketing and don't like marketing and don't want to invest in marketing – because it seems to me that's the one thing that will make them successful. Marketing, you know, God, you, you and I have both gone down the uh, the telesales route before. We're both cold called. You know, I, I, I uh, lived and breathed telesales for many years as a passion. You know, I'm absolute great believer that good old fashioned picking up a phone, speaking to somebody, telling them what you've got, seeing if they're available. That, you know, that to me is, is, the, is the whole perfect cycle, you know, from start to finish. Um, but a lot of, you know, the, uh, the the entrepreneurs you're talking about, those one man bands or those, you know, very small uh, companies, um, they've their route to market was early on very quick. So they had a product that a group of friends, associates, colleagues that they reached out to. They became the first base customers with a bit of sort of networking and referral working. And then the pipeline dries up because you've done that first line of sales. That's where they then get stuck and go, well, I need to bring in a Danny or bring in a Martin or whatever it is. And then they realize they can't afford it, as you say, uh, because 
they wanted the immediate sale, the immediate profit in the bank, uh, which you, know, you and I know uh, is never uh, the perfect recipe to anybody's going to, it's never going to happen. Um, so from why the, the SME doesn't then get the marketing side is they think it fails. I had somebody in for a week, they made 100 calls, I didn't get a sale, therefore marketing's bad. Yes. And the amount of times yeah. I've heard that, like we tried telemarketing, yeah. we called 10 people, no one was interested. Yeah. We did aim email marketing, we emailed 50 people, nobody, somebody complained, we stopped. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. In Let me change my name because it's got my email address on it and I don't want that. <laughs> um, can can so, you take yes, that out? So, so I think it's interesting. Yeah, I'm doing it now. Um, so I think it's interesting that people are, you see, you'll, you'll have heard this before because I say it all the time. For me, it's a little bit like gym membership. It's like when you speak to them for the first time, they're really excited and enthused and they, they, they will do anything to, to get it to happen. Three weeks later, they'd prefer to stay at home and eat cake. You know, because it, it, it didn't happen. Because it didn't happen in three weeks. And it's exactly then like these quick weight loss plans, which don't work. You know, it's, it's got to be a long-term investment. So then this is why I think the industry is in trouble because it allows these charlatans to come along and say, look, do this one thing, and that is going to make you incredibly successful, and then it doesn't. So then there's more resistance, you know? Yeah. yeah. So this is kind of interesting. But in these conversations, people aren't telling me that this is the challenge that they're faced with. I mean, they're kind of agreeing with me, but it's not the challenge I thought it was, or I found it to be, I don't know, maybe people what, don't what, what to... part? The, 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 the not getting sales instantly, did they not, they're not admitting that? What, what are you saying has changed? People, businesses, businesses, small businesses not understanding that they need to invest in sales and marketing and not I wanting think, to do it and being resistant to it. I think every single one of them believes that they have to do some marketing activity i honestly believe that they they in their heart they know it's an important criteria the block comes with fear of the unknown which means there are then the charlatans that can go in and, and absolutely rob them blind of course because that's what the unknown does you get to go back to the old days of getting a website built how much did that cost because we didn't know how to build a website you know you can you, so that they these smes don't understand what the marketing channels are, what are the secret algorithms behind Facebook or LinkedIn, you know, what is the, the pipeline they've got to get and how they do that data. It's, it's, it's no longer just bunging an advert in the local newspaper and hoping the phone rings. You know, there is a bit more science than that. Um, and a lot of people are frightened of that. And certainly, you know, it, it's a generational thing to a certain extent. The young entrepreneurs seem to be a lot more savvy when it comes to what platforms to use, you know, what demographics they're chasing, how to target those demographics. You know, another generation, a great fear of that. Yes. Okay. And so, so I think from the bottom to the very top, I don't think the industry is kind of supportive of people investing in marketing. Like you say, with not. these platforms, with their secret algorithms. Well, why does it have to be a secret? Do you know what I mean? You know, why does it have to, why does there have to be this dark... Dark, dark, murky, dark. mysterious, yeah. you know, risky. What does it have to be? I mean, the risk surely should be if you don't do this effectively, then you're not going to sustain a business. That's the Correct. harsh reality. Correct. 
but actually what I'm trying to do with what I'm telling people is just, I feel like the Wizard of Oz. So I'm crossed between Oliver Stone and not with the Wizard of Oz. I'm, I'm not, I'm, was it Toto the dog? Are we going to so bring across... a lot of your references today? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot. So I'm a cross between, actually there's three. So I'm a cross between Oliver Stone, Toto out of Wizard of Oz and Mary Poppins. So I just want to pull it down so the curtain well. so you can see the load of geezers behind there turning wheels by trying to make the magic <laughs> happen. So, it, 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 yeah, because it seems to me like the whole thing, well, the, like the big thing at the top is why are sales and marketing people so bad at selling and marketing themselves? You know, yes, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like at the top. And then below that, like, let's just say that's by accident because they're not very good. But how can they sell and market anything if they can't sell and market themselves? themselves. And then yeah. below then, that, it, it creates this whole swamp where people do end up getting ripped off, you know, and that's what happens. And then, I mean, maybe this is just human nature at work. I Listen, don't know. It, it's, I, I think since, since the early days, you know, my, my first um, foray into marketing Probably, well, the greatest teachers I had, there you go. So I'll take you right back to the beginning of this, was, was when I was, I came out of the army, I fell into this tiny little company uh, based in Newbury. I think there were 18, 20 employees, 1985, called Rakel Vodak. And they had this invention called a, uh, this new cellular phone they wanted to try and sell people. Uh, and they employed people like me, to just do some cold calling to Lloyd's Bank and BP, whatever, to try and sell this incredible invention that you could use all the way from London to Swindon on the M4. You know, <laughs> but that, that seriously, that was that was my cold call pitch to these PAs in the A's in London. You know, um, but what they did, they showed us what the power of marketing did, and they they burst onto the marketplace with these incredible adverts on, on predominantly newspapers and business business magazines and all the in-flight magazine stuff. And we had a marketing teacher there would, would then tell us what the marketing message was going to be that week or that month. We would then build scripts around it, work with them to tell them if our telesales didn't work with that script, they would then adjust it. So there was this hand-in-hand -hand relationship working. And I just think that, you know, it's okay people being told they've got to do marketing and then people get told what they've got to change to make marketing then you get the outside the algorithms and then you get the professionals who the experts who come in with the consultancy but actually going you know people just need to have a good message a good product you know keep the message simple and engage your customers it's not rocket science any of it really none of it and actually what it is is common sense yeah and actually what it is is just a case of doing it See, I was away, like I haven't, I haven't been marketing the effective marketing company since 2014. So I've kind of been away and now my situation's changed. I don't have the monster to feed. I don't have people sitting at desks that need salaries that, you know, paying rents, buying computers, softwares, subscriptions, all of that stuff. So my situation is really different now. And I'm kind of blown away by how easy it is like I've taken on a client, I've, like, I've got a, a, a few clients that I work with. I take on a client, I do the work, it happens. Yeah. You know, there is, no, there is no mystery, I don't think, beyond do the work. And the, and the only thing that actually makes it difficult, I think, is that the whole thing is mired in bullshit. <laughs> you know? like whether and you want to deal with Facebook or you want to deal with your telemarketer down the road, 
or your, your local SEO company, whatever it is, they're all just propagating this, this bullshit that yeah, makes yeah. it difficult for people to invest and actually makes it difficult to achieve results for them. So, yeah, so I think that's kind of interesting. And it's interesting that you came from a telemarketing background because that's where I started. I yeah. started in media sales back in the early 90s and just hammering the phone all day every day. And that's where, you know, you get, there's people there who are ready to end it all because they make a hundred <laughs> calls in a day, but they've got no idea what, yeah. what the outcome of those hundred calls has been. But if you just actually take the trouble to, to tally it, say, okay, I made a hundred calls, got through to 35 people, managed to get a media pack out to 20 of those people, 10 of those people agreed to a callback in the future. A couple of them said they were quite interested. You know, then yeah, you've got yeah. the framework to come in the next day and say, well, at least 10 of these calls I'm going to make today, or 20 of these calls I'm going to make to uh, of people who've agreed to speak to me, you know? So at least 10% of my day isn't going to be cold calling. But, yeah. Yeah. It so you, you and I have very similar backgrounds in that, in that regard. And, and, and I think we, you know, the, every single SME, every single owner operator, every single business, can in some way shape or form afford marketing there is no uh you know minimum spend you got us you got to invest in a, a contract with me at 500 pound a month you know that doesn't exist you can spend 20 pound on facebook and still get two thousand people engaging in a quality post if you write no, the right not. post no you you're know? not we well, can you can you <laughs> well, just got I mean, to write I'd the like, right post I, well if you write the right post and you i mean I'm not a huge Facebook fan. I'll be honest with you. No, no, I've, got, I've got like a, I've got like a LinkedIn course that I sell, which demonstrates that you can invest 15 minutes a day and everyone who hasn't, if you haven't got 15 minutes a day, you're banging trouble already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, who yeah. hasn't got 15 minutes a day to invest and just reach out to 10 people. If you're business to business, or if you're selling high value stuff or, you know, to reach out to 10 people, that's 50 people a, a week. That's 200 people a month. That's correct. That's some marketing happening and it's literally 15 minutes a day, you know? So they could, but they don't. So Absolutely. my telemarketing courses, I used to say the first thing I would say to people is well done for being here because my experience <laughs> is that if you have to absolutely have to do telemarketing, people would rather go and clean the toilets than pick up the phone and talk to somebody. 100%. So, it is the case that people don't want to do it. They can do it, but they don't want to do it. And um, is it? Everybody can speak to their mate down the pub about what they do in business. That's very easy. Well, I don't think they can. Do you not think so? <laughs> oh, I think I think I think I think most that most most people that have started their own business, uh, they are able to talk about it in a in a competent, not always confident, a competent way to the people that are their that are their close circle of friends and family because there's that confidence they're not going to be judged when maybe the fear, if they've had a few <laughs> well yeah that, but the fear comes in when they that 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 judging that being having the phone put down on you there's that rejection thing and rejection's horrible you and i have quite you know we've got broad shoulders we don't, we've had enough rejection in our lives to, we don't mind yeah but i don't think the rejection is even the issue because then just don't be a dick do you know what i mean <laughs> it's like yeah, I mean, I've called it, I could count, I've made thousands of tens of thousands of calls. I've sent hundreds of thousands of emails. You know, I've done a shit ton of marketing. I could probably tell you about 10 times where I've actually upset someone to the point where they've rejected yeah. me, like, go yourself, you know? Completely agree. Actually, it's just about 
presenting yourself, put yourself forward in a respectful, responsible kind of a way. Do you know what I mean? It's like, here I am, here's what I've got. And this is what I learned on the phone is it's like, you're not, you don't waste your time trying to convince someone to buy something they don't want to sell, they don't want to buy. Yeah. Marketing is literally about finding the people who, who are going to take some value from it Correct. and have, you know, some interest in, in actually thinking about it right now. So it's just about finding the right people at the right time, right place. That's it. Yeah, with the yeah, right yeah. message, Like you say. And, 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 and they need your product as opposed to you making them want it. There's a big difference. You know, and, and, and yeah. there are too, too many companies that I think uh, create a product because it was in their head, a product or a service, whatever it may be. And then they try and bang it out and flog it and knock on doors. I've, you know, I've got this without thinking, well, did anybody want it in the first place? You know, and then I they wonder that's why. 80%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really Absolutely. do. Yeah. Good. So people should do, but then they end up selling something they don't want to, they don't want to sell oh i've done that you must have done that you must you must have either taken a client or had a product and thought oh this is going to be a tough one you know you've got to uh, is it is there is there a passion in me selling health insurance and um, you know probably not you know it's not the greatest thing in the world or you know i'm going to have a cup of coffee i've been i've not talk, spoken this much during lockdown believe me i think you're the first person i've got to talk to much <laughs> okay cool so i think you're right so people get it wrong so people yeah like if you watch Dragon's Den, they exacerbate this sort of stupid message, which is like if they're going to invest, then it has to be completely unique. It has yeah. to be unreplicable. And it has yeah. to be, what's the other thing? No competition whatsoever. No competition, fully scalable. Joke. It doesn't happen. And of course, all that does is frighten a lot of the young entrepreneurs with some good ideas. And so we're like, I can never do it. I can never make one of those. And actually um replication there's nothing wrong with replication if something's really good um and you can tweak it and make it better you know go back to my old days i i, I formerly you know was involved in the mobile phone business as i alluded to earlier uh, and i remember the days when you walk down a high street and you would see a row of mobile phone shops all together now they're all still marketing their marketing is exactly the same product you know, there's nothing unique about what they're doing. That just comes down to good quality service and the message in the window. So I don't ever be afraid of offering what other people are doing if it's a good it's a good product. Yeah. So this is the thing is like it's not the way the world works. Like none Absolutely. of those people who are sitting there next to those piles of money are are wealthy because they came up with something that was completely unique something Correct. that was completely unreplicable and because um and something that was that, that had no competition whatsoever Absolutely like the, the right. guy, bannertine sold ice cream yeah start with caravan parks i think peter jones with with leather cases for mobile phones you know nothing unique in any of that <laughs> of course and it's just but it's all part of this myth which is actually not the way the world works Actually, what you, what I'd say, I think what you need to do is really quite simply is pick something that, that's definitely got a market. So the only way you know something's definitely got a market is because there are people making money in that already. And then well, just do better than everyone else. Roll your sleeves exactly. up and compete. You know, it's like, yes. Do, do what you say you're going to do. Deliver it on time. You know, be there when, when, when you say you're going to be. All those good old fashioned, you know, ways of thinking um, yes. that. We should all be doing it's just 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 normal courtesy in business really but is it any more complicated than than 
come up with something that adds value to the world that people are going to find value in and then yeah. let people know you've got it. You know, it's uh, like, it, it's, it's not, not much more difficult than that. It's you know, really I, not. I, you know, I think uh, the guy that he, uh, the guy called Lee Ka Shing in, uh, in Hong Kong, super wealthy billionaire, uh, he decided he, he went out on his own and started um, selling combs, just normal combs for your hair, because he, he realized that everybody was walking around combing their hair all the time in Hong Kong. Exactly. And they go back in the, you know, the 70s. So he, he said, I'll, I'll sell combs on the street. And he did. And, and now, you know, he's, he's super wealthy from many other businesses. But nothing, very few ideas are that unique that they blow your brains away. Very few. Very few. Like, what was the last one? Like, was it the last Lolo one ball? unique? Well, you, you could say Tesla, but then I go back to my childhood and at 12 years old, I was on electric milk float at five in the morning. So I don't know where the difference is, really. <laughs> uh, how old? Was it legal for you to be on a milk float at that time? Absolutely. Of course he wasn't. How many? Good Lord, no. Yeah. So yeah. You know, what is... It, it, yeah, very difficult. Okay. So Tesla is an interesting one as well because, like... The thing about Tesla is I thought it was well established that actually the environmental cost of motoring was caused during the manufacturing process. Yeah. But yeah, somehow yeah. Tesla have now managed to come out and convince everyone that as long as they're electric, that's good for the environment. You yeah. Know? So, so, I mean, so all we've got to do now is generate an awful lot of electricity uh, with these huge, huge carbon footprint batteries that I understand are, are you know, a monster to a, of, of energy to produce in yes. factories that are megalith factories out in the middle of desert somewhere. Um, but apart from that, they are super, super economical. <laughs> and great for the environment. Great for the environment, of course, you know. So, yeah, we only time will tell on that one, won't they? I think uh, the winners are the shareholders so far. Yes, yes. So I think the only secret is just do some marketing, you know. And Elon try Musk it. is, is, is just an, try it. Yes. And Elon Musk is an exercise in marketing. You know, he is an exercise in PR in, I mean, look what he's doing now in crypto and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, insane. Course. He's, he's like driving markets. Okay, good. Well, we went a long way down that road. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, from what do I know in marketing? We've got to Elon Musk, not a bad twist somewhere. Not bad, see, no. even he's managed, even he's got us talking about him. He's not a bad brander, is he? Really, <laughs> not bad at all. So, what did I want to say? What I want to ask next is um, so you obviously feel pretty positively about marketing and sales. Um, it's positively that if you do it, if you if you bother doing it and you do it with some consistency, you will. You, you will get results. So, yeah, I'm positive that marketing has a benefit to mine and any other business, of course. Yes, of course. And, and that's... I mean, what you're, what you're doing now, these broadcasts you're doing, these nice little sort of, you know, montages, an hour, hour and a half or whatever that you've done with some really, you know, Ed Carr, fantastic, Tim Firefield, absolutely superb, you know, some great characters that you're getting on. Um it's all a level of marketing. It's all a level of branding, telling people what you know. And it's however you do it. And this is a cheap form of marketing, you know, putting together a video. There's some time and effort involved, but it's not paying for a load of off the page stuff or paying a load of Facebook or LinkedIn adverts. It's just creating something that somebody hopefully wants to listen to. And if they walk away with a little nugget of information, you've done your job. Yes. Well, no, I don't agree with that. You don't? What do you, what do you think? 
well, I just think all this little nugget of information stuff is just more BS. It's like there are no nuggets. There are well, no secrets. There are like, here's the message in all of these conversations is that if you do marketing, you will be successful. There is actually no other way of being successful. Even if you never pick up a phone, place an advert, do whatever. If you are winning customers, marketing is happening. You know, people are finding out about you. They're finding out about the value that you deliver and they're actually buying from you. So marketing is the only way to be successful. That's the message of this. And it's not a nugget. It's the truth. You know? It's yeah, like the whole think- thing is mired in bullshit. But actually, it's the only way to do it. So what you need to do is just cut through the bullshit and get to it and do it as efficiently and effectively as you can, because there is no other way to be successful in your business. I know your 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 life ambition now has gone very much down the uh, cutting through all the bullshit on your WTF broadcasts and bits and pieces. And you you are this the the strategy of marketing will remain the same from from when they were selling, you know harlots in jerusalem through to whatever they're gonna be selling in the next hundred years i don't know they, they, ultimately you've got to tell people you're there you can have the best shop you know you build the best shop and put it on the moon if no one knows it's on the moon no one's going to go there so yeah you're right it has to be everything you do is marketing but you will still i still at my age still pick up something and go, oh I, I hadn't either thought of that i hadn't realized that i could do that so i'm still picking stuff up without a doubt okay but i think I, what I think is that people will sell the courses, like the marketing courses, and then people will come expecting there to be, I don't know. I just don't think this is useful. The idea that there are nuggets, that there are, you know, like pick it. There's a difference between picking something up and you might pick something up. I don't know. I just don't, I don't agree with the framing. That's what I don't agree with because it yeah. feeds into this idea that there are a number of secrets. And if you get the answer to the number of secrets, it's like the secret to losing weight is what? Eat less, do more. Do more, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. The the secret to marketing is do more marketing as cost-effectively as you possibly can and rinse it. Do it mercilessly. You know, that's how you'll be successful. There's, There's no secret other than maybe the secret is that it's all buried in secrets. I don't know. No, that listen, I, I, you know, I go back to the days of, of, of websites being built. You know, I was I was uh, petrified of even touching the internet in case I broke it. You know, and and yes, you know, web, web designers were charging you tens of thousands of pounds for a, a two page brochureware type website, uh, and they got away with it for years. You know, you and I probably know people in the industry who are sitting in their great big you know ivory towers on the back of people like us who didn't know what we were doing necessarily. Um, and marketing is still got that stigma, uh, without a doubt. You know, there are marketing directors at some major PLCs who get away with blue murder, uh, uh, you know, in, in the message that they tell their teams about how how hidden the message has got to be, the subliminal message in someone, the, the marketing they're trying to do, when actually all they've got to do is say, here's a product, it's quite good, do you want to buy it? That's the, yeah. That to me is the simplicity of marketing. That is the simplicity of marketing. And then I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much further I want to go with this. I could speak about this for a <laughs> week. But um, it's like if you're if you're doing. So I think that's the message that I want to pay out is that there is space for you to develop something that adds value to the world. You will then find people who will benefit from that value and then you will be successful. 
But yeah. it seems to me that so much of what's going on in the world is that people are foisting products and services on people that they don't need or want. They are having to lie to them to get them to buy them. And then it's letting them down. And then they feel like shit. And then they go and spend money on the next thing to try and feel better about themselves, maybe. So I think like philosophically in the world, there's something going on around this supply and demand, and especially this scarcity model where people are made to feel bad about themselves. They buy some shit. It eventually makes them feel worse about themselves. And so they go and buy more shit. And I think that's yeah. what's kind of going on. And I don't know how far removed that is from what you and I do, which is work largely with small businesses who deserve to be successful, I think, because they're adding value to the world. I don't know. I'm having an issue reconciling the revolutionary communist in me with the marketeer. <laughs> I think that's what's yeah, going it, on. It, it's a challenge for you because you, you've your life has changed fundamentally over the last few years, as, as mine did back in 2016. And we both, unbeknown to each other, as it happens, I was, you know, I was, I was almost on your doorstep three years ago. I could have knocked on it and said hello, you know. Um, yes. And and the reality is. We made these big life changes. Through those life changes, we are we are then able to breathe and go, oh, actually, I can look at the world in a very different way now, you know, without the baggage of the mortgages and the bills and the, everything else you were carrying, as I used to at the time. And now we can be more cynical in a way because we can afford to be. Now, a lot of people don't have that luxury. A lot of people who are starting their business do have their mortgage. They do have a kid, you know, a couple of kids at school. They do have, you know, other issues going on financially in their life. And that's where this, that's where the the uh, the fear comes in about spending yet more money on something that is an intangible, isn't it? It's selling, buying marketing. Um, you can't feel it and touch it. You know, you can't put it in your pocket and carry it around with you. You're spending some money on a hope, whereas you and I don't have that burden anymore because we can afford not to. Yes. So you can't be too cynical anymore because you used to be that man the same as I did. Yeah. I don't know how to what extent I was that man. And like whilst we've been changing, also the world's been changing. And, you know, so I think things have changed. But I think change is the human condition. So I think that's okay. What do I want to say? I want to say about is it a hope? Are you investing in a hope? Is it intangible? Because I don't I believe it you... is. And, and, and if that is the case, then surely it's our job as marketers to make it tangible, to make it not a punt, to make it something that people are confident to invest in. Because when they see other people invest in it, they have success, you know, but that's yeah. not what happens. But in that's, the world. Where, that's where the, 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 the SME themselves has got to find a, find a trusted partner, find a trusted route, find a trusted method. You know, uh, and that's really hard, as you say, going right back to the beginning of this, cutting through the bullshit of the uh, of the charlatans that are out there, of which there are hundreds of them. I mean, you know, and at the moment, you know, the pandemic seems to have created a, a, a greater number of uh, people out there who just want to take your money from you, you know, with a download of this or an app of that or whatever. Um, and when we and again, that creates more fear. Because you might have been stung once before. You might have wasted that money before because somebody charged you something and you got no return. So every time you hit that fear barrier, it puts up another brick in the wall to not wanting to do marketing. And, you know, going to what you were saying earlier, you just got to do it and you've got to do it relentlessly. And, and you've got to absolutely bleed it dry 
when the going's good. Yes. So for me, it's just literally, it's a, um, it's a puzzle that you have to fix. You know, you have to find the formula. And then when you find the formula, you just apply that formula relentlessly until you retire. That's fine. You yeah. Give it to your yeah. Kids or whatever. But I think the charlatans aren't only at the bottom, like they're not just bottom feeders. I think they're also at the top. So I think what's happened with social media, for example, like we came through it, it was a phenomenon. It was great for marketing for probably five, six years. But now what's happened is that those corporations are just helping themselves to a significant percentage of people's marketing budgets. Yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. And, and people aren't necessarily doing the calculation to know if they're getting value from that or not. So, yeah, I think it's kind of, I mean, yeah, like me, I've done nothing for like six <laughs> years. It was 2014. I walked away from the effective marketing company. I've been teaching. I'm a lecturer with the Digital Marketing Institute. You know, I've been traveling. I've been doing these things. But essentially, the website hasn't been touched since 2014. I'll tell you how badly it hadn't been touched is that in 2013, the world decided that digital marketing was going to be digital marketing as opposed to internet marketing or web marketing, yeah, yeah. online marketing, we called it before. I was still marketing on my website, internet marketing courses, internet marketing services, all this stuff. So, but you know what? In the last three, four months, I've just not in the classiest way. I haven't spent any money, um, but I've just started doing a bit. And you yeah, know what? Yeah, yeah. Even with the a tiny bit that I'm investing, like two, three hours a day, I'll do some stuff. It's all started working again. You know, yeah. it's like resurrecting Frankenstein or something. It's like it's <laughs> you remember the username of password. You found that. Yeah. Well, yeah, eventually. But this is all <laughs> part of the issue as well. Is that like, like when I spoke to Jim, and he's saying, "Look, I put all this stuff together." He's a printer. He's not a marketer. Yeah, he's a yeah, printer. Yeah. Like, I put it together. I'll come back six months later to tweak it, and the whole thing's changed. I can't. Changed. I don't know how it works anymore. You know. So, yeah. I think there are some big issues. Here's a question for you then. Given your time again, yeah. would you have yeah. a career in sales and marketing? Like with what you know now, is sales and marketing actually a good way to make a living? That's what I'm interested to know. Listen, it, it's it's a it's a heart attack waiting to happen most of the time. <laughs> Certainly during the nineties, for those for those of you who are blessed enough. To remember the 90s uh you know the, it was a halcyon days in the 90s it was the you could you almost couldn't put a foot wrong uh, and money was just falling on top of you wherever you walked it was a great time um which caused its own problems of course because you then went completely mad you know trying to build more or buy more or own more or whatever uh, or the whole capture system was that was created and that was you know a massive time. so given my time again um Notwithstanding that I would probably have found a way to stay in the army an awful lot longer and come out with a great pension <laughs> would have been the nicer <laughs> route to take, probably. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed it. I, I've had an absolute roller coaster. I can't imagine what else I would have done. Uh, I wanted to be an actor when I was a kid. That never happened. Uh, my my uh, passion and love of my own ADHD drives me every day, which keeps me going. Uh, so that's I think that's a salesman's. Uh, uh, best tool if he's got ADHD that really helps um and marketing you know I I love and loathe marketing I loathe it because 
there are some days when you do something you, that you personally think is a really great bit of copy or a really great, you know, pushed message out there and you get nothing. You get absolutely no traction at all for either yourself or your clients. And you think, well, you know, what, what have I done wrong? What, what didn't work there? Uh, and other days you'll do something and you and you'll celebrate because you get the most amazing contact with a, a brand new bit of pipeline client business or whatever. Um, so I don't think I would change it. I might change some of the routes I took. Some of the routes I took were quite precarious sometimes, uh, financially and, and and you know from, from a risk point of view. Um, but no, it's, it's been it's been a good fun life. Yes. No, and I think that's what I mean. I do think it's a ridiculous way to make a living. I mean, I do Absolutely. think because you're dealing in people's hopes and dreams, and especially if you're like in the networking that we did where I started my business, where you started your business. You're dealing with people who are coming from that situation where all their friends have bought it and told them they're amazing. Yeah, and then they yeah. come to a networking and then they come to see me and it's like, well, do you know that everyone in the world wants this? And they're like, yeah, because this is amazing because my mum yeah. and my aunt Peg <laughs> told me it's amazing. So, you know, make me a millionaire. <laughs> it sounds like Britain's got, Britain's got talent child being told they're a great singer by their parents, you know, and, <laughs> exactly, and then yeah. the reality sort of kicks home. Yes. So I do think it's a ridiculous way, but I mean, I've also had a great career. I've worked on different continents. You know, I've been to World Cups. I've, you know, I've had amazing nights out. Like when I was working in South Africa, my job was to make sure I got my clients on the golf course. So I was on the golf yeah. course like once a week at least. What and a tough gig. Yeah, it was awful. It was absolutely oh, it, 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 really hot it, it, and sunny in South Africa. I don't think people realize that. <laughs> it's a horrible one. i think the the benefits of sales again during that sort of late 80s that 90s stage um the money that was being thrown at you by manufacturers by suppliers by uh, all the things that you know everybody there was no such thing as a, as as, as a, uh, the blackmail laws did this in with regard to bribery with regard to you know you could you could give somebody a 500 pound christmas hamper and they would say thank you nowadays you give them a pen and they've got to write it in a book and tell their line manager yes. they've been given a pet. So, you know, in our days when we were doing business, mark all that was marketing, all that sort of corporate dues, long lunches, the golf course on a Friday was all marketing uh, in whichever yes. way you did it. And I loved all that. <laughs> yeah, I miss that corruption, man. <laughs> yeah, happy days. <laughs> happy, happy days. So where are we in this? So what is it? You've got a new thing. Are you still are you still offering sales and marketing? Are you doing that for people? So I stepped away from the physical telesales marketing, the SME support uh, when we went traveling uh, in 2016. We took pretty much four years out. I did I did a couple of clients that I worked for that I agreed I'd do some stuff for them uh, whilst we traveled. Uh, and like you, you know, sitting on a beach. Uh, doing some marketing wasn't the toughest gig in the world, so that was okay. Um, and then through traveling, both my wife and I really got a huge cultural, moral, mental shift in who we are. Um, my wife has gone very much down a, a, a yoga route, taking a yoga instructor's course, learning more and more about the breathing techniques and mindfulness techniques and, and yoga stuff. Um, and I went very much down a coaching life coaching, mindfulness coaching, that sort of stuff. Um, and so whilst I'm always happy at any networking event I go to, to discuss and impart anything that's inside me, they can have that for nothing. If, if I can help them in any way, uh, give them something that helps, absolutely no problem at all. 
but I now really want to help other people that need support. So I'm um, a digital champion. So for people who are less fortunate and don't understand how to how to use uh, IT, uh, I offer free internet through a digital championship through through Brighton, uh, and I work with ex-military. So military who are looking to start their own businesses, I'm a mentor to them. Um, but more, that's more of a one-to-one sort of mentoring thing. My own business is really about employability support, career support, uh, life coaching support, uh, helping people that, you know, during nowadays, they, they people have got to make some new choices with their work and life careers and, and, and people are making different choices. And that's what I want to try and help them with through the experience I've had over the last four years. So it's a blend. I've still got to market myself, but I'm supporting them into their change, really. Okay. So that's interesting. Because this is where Ed has got to. Yeah. And and this is kind of like the big question, which is if you're great at sales and marketing, then you shouldn't actually be offering sales and marketing as a service. You should be selling and marketing something of your own. Yeah. I think that's... But that never occurred to me before. I mean, it occurred well, to me just before I stopped in 2014. Ed and I had a conversation... And he told me that's what he was going to do. Yeah, and, I think, and, and he he actually sold sold himself and his his brand very very well. I mean, really, you know, he became a, a a good name across the industry that he was pushing. From my point of view, um, I, you know, my my mine is is the brand is is the name of the company, and it's all about change. It's all about developing change over a period of time, because. I think that a lot of people are so busy being busy, worried about life, worried about other things. They forget just to stop sometimes and take that time out, take that five minutes just to reflect, do a little bit of mindfulness, breathing, take some time out for the business, you know, pre-appointment, post-appointment, have a little break for, for two minutes. Um, and that's what I'm trying to bring to people. So within within the, you know, I, the, the CV writing support, the LinkedIn support uh, and the employment support, tagged onto that is choose the right job. Don't just chase the pound anymore. Choose the right career path. You know, so many people are in the wrong career. You know, and I'm trying to say to market yourself in a different way. Go right back to what you loved as a child or as a young adult. How can we nurture that into something that you can monetize and become good at? That's yes. really my change. And that, that, you know, marketing their own self comes in. Yes. Okay. And how are you marketing that business and how... You say you're not selling it. It is just an, a marketing exercise. Well, at the moment, so I, I pretty much soft launched it um, six, eight weeks ago um, just to get some feedback on the collateral that I've written on the workshops that I put together and this sort of stuff. So that's really key for me is just to get feedback, really. And outside of the, the friends and family circle is actually putting it to test with some real customers. So that works. So, you know, we're, we're pleased that we got the feedback. And the testimonials that what I'm doing is quite good. So then it's just a decision, really. Um, when do I want to press the button and, and put in those 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 key hours, as you say, that, that time every day, and say, right, put a marketing strategy together, write a you know a, a social social media post calendar, or a you know what am I going to do to promote myself through what channel, through LinkedIn, through Facebook, through you know uh, blogging, through supporting other uh, uh, communities. Um, whatever that may be so you know i'm just now trying to build from today tomorrow this week is really the building platform starts and we start reaching out i've just changed 
you know, on, on LinkedIn. I've just changed a few bits and pieces on there just to get a bit more traction. Uh, and that's working. So that's really the, the, the build starts uh, in, in this month for May. Right. It's very new. Uh, and what is the business? It's 21 days of change. Yeah. So it's so through the through the meditation, the mindfulness, the yoga that we did when we were abroad uh, and that sort of that cultural changes that we found. It's just realizing that a lot of the tourists, I'm not, not, not talking backpacker tourists, I'm talking proper, you know, two-week holiday tourists that we met. Um, you know, they, they would get off the plane, they would still have their mobile connected, they were still picking up their emails, they were still be doing, and there was never this rest period. And what we're trying to say to people is look, change, change takes time. You know, if you actually want to change your life or your career or your habits, or you know, is it weight? Is it what is it, what are you trying to change? We will walk you through some programs to help you do that. At the same time, it's built around keeping you uh, the employment side. So for eight hours a day, people are at work. That's, you know, give or take, you know, that's most people's average work day. I want to make sure that they're in the right job, working with the right people and happy doing it. So it's all about coaching, some mental coaching, mindful coaching and life coaching to get them into the right position, get the, get, get the round peg into the round hole as opposed to having the square pegs sitting in these round holes, which most people do in their jobs. I mean, you must have heard, you know, oh, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing in my career. I don't know if I'm doing the right job. And most people aren't. So it's really trying to see if I can help them come to some decisions if they want to, to look at how they can change that through some sort of some roles that we'll do together. And this is coaching, is it? You spend time with them every one of those 21 yeah, yeah. days? So it, it's virtual. It's, it's obviously all online these days. And, and again, thank you. Thank you, COVID, in a way, for bringing Zoom to people's attention. Uh, without it, you know, how would the world have done what it's done? So it's really going to benefit people like me because I can deliver this, deliver my programs in group workshops or just one-to-one. -one. So yeah, it's one-to-one -one session. Um, really, three sessions is, is a tool where people would want to start on a 21-day thing. But then then I guide them through some handbooks, and uh, and it's, a, it's, it's advice and guidance. You know, what they choose to do with it has to be their choice, of course. Um, but if they pick up on, on, on the conversations we have, if they follow some of the, 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 the advice that we have together, um, they can make some, some really positive changes. And it might not be a massive career change. It might just be a routine change that changes how they feel in their day. And that's important. Yes. So some people would say that this is an interesting time to launch a business. Um, listen, I, I think there are, there's all, every day is a good time to start a business. You know, whether you're at the deepest recession, you know, the, the, uh, you know, there, there's some great investors. Warren Buffett would always say when everybody's selling, go and buy, you know, and I'm pretty much the same. There's a pandemic. Well, it doesn't stop me trying to launch a business. I just got to launch it in a different way. I've got to, I've got to make it stand out in a different arena than necessarily, you know, than, than I would have done. Um, would, would I go into building office space at the moment as a business? Probably not. That wouldn't be my first go-to business idea. Um, you know, so it's choosing the right business at the right time, isn't it? Yes. So that brings us then to the last question, which is kind of what is your recommendation for people who are functioning in this particular situation that we find ourselves in right now? Well, as, as a as a furloughed home based COVID person, is, is that what you're sort of alluding to there, or just people who are uh, or businesses or 
you know, how I should... The, the biggest thing for businesses out there that have been trades, so if, if you are a trading business, whether you're online, retail, uh, whatever you may have been, you know, physical or not, go right back to basics. What what got you that starting position? In the, what was the passion? What was the drive that made you create the business? And go back to your old customers and just start talking again. You know, you and I know so many companies who make that sale uh, they celebrate the sale and they move straight on to the next one. And they can sometimes forget that customer, you know. And I do think that however you do it through, through you know, going to an old Rolodex, if that's what you're using still, or your old file of facts, whatever it is you've got, go back and just get back to networking and talking. I think the world has become a bit more compassionate these days when it comes to uh, people reaching out to you. We seem to have a bit more time for each other. Uh, we seem to listen to people's stories a bit more than we necessarily used to. So, you know, absolutely. If you're if you're out there wondering what can I do <clears throat> to get my business back on track, I would say get back out and talk to your customers without a doubt. Yeah, and I think that is the. I I think that the situation is. I mean, the situation's evolving now, so people aren't as closed as they were previously yeah. they're not as restricted as they were previously but i think it almost doesn't matter what happens you need to be marketing and selling as as efficiently and as effectively as you can and for me marketing is about identifying you know the opportunity the the, the things that are going to add values to people's lives and getting out there and communicating with them so i think the best answer that I've had to this question was Jim, who's not a marketing person. Um, and he, and it's not what he said, it's what he did. He just immediately opened up like this all day um, Zoom call and just put out a message to everyone saying, look, if you fancy a chat, you're stuck at your desk, I'm stuck at my desk, you know, let's have a chat. And I dropped in a few times and yeah. it was working. You know, people were going, people were having conversations. And that benefited him because he was talking to essentially the market. He was understanding what was going on for people. Yeah. And like two or three really nice opportunities came out of that. You know, he could have rolled over and said, okay, no one needs print. No one's going to exhibitions anymore. No one's going to networking. They don't need business cards. But, you know, he picked up, I think, some really good opportunities out of that and strengthened his relationship with a lot of people through this. So, yeah, I think it's... Um, now, Jim has, Jim, Jim has done a, a fantastic job. Um, if you notice his creativity with his camera work, uh, it makes me laugh anyway. He's uh, very, very inventive with, with his four or five different Zoom cameras he's got set around his, his desk. Yes, yes. Which is quite fun. Um, and he's done a great job. He's, he's had to really work hard to come through the other side to be creative in what he's done. You know, yes. and, and without doubt, he will succeed because he's, he's absolutely driven to to succeed you know yes. he's been recessions you know i've been through i think four recessions now in my lifetime i guess you've been through three or four the same um he's resilient and he will come through the other side because he's determined to and that's the difference isn't it between the winners and you know those that don't necessarily want to push that is you've got to make a decision that you're going to survive uh and, and and you'll work through it somehow yes yes and i think that's absolutely the truth and i think jim is like an inveterate marketer i think he is probably the most marketing person I know who isn't a marketing agency. Yes. Yeah. And, but what he gets is he gets that he, um, he has to do it. You know, 
And this is how business works. And I think that's what most, most businesses don't get. Um, what did I want to say about that? It's so how do they get that. hold of you if they are interested in changing in 21 days? I've got LinkedIn. They can get me through the 21 days of change.com website. Uh, they can email me through there. Um, all the details are on the LinkedIn profile, <clears throat> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think there's a 21 days of change pretty much everywhere they want to find it. If they want to find me, uh, of course, they can always get hold of you through effective marketing and you'll put them in touch with me, which is nice and easy. I will put uh, them in touch so. with you. Absolutely. No problem. <laughs> Um, but no, you know, it's, it's for me, it's, it's good to good to have a chat with you anyway. It's been a long time uh, since we got together. Uh, I'm sure yeah. that some, well, I, I know that certainly within the next 18 months, I'll be within your neck of the woods uh, if Fantastic. all goes to plan. So I'll be coming for a coconut, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. So, yeah. And, and other, other than that, you know, it's just a case now of, of finding my market, finding, finding my voice, finding my marketplace. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be high-end executives. I don't know if it's going to be uh, executives that are unemployed or furloughed people or just career change people. So at the moment, I'm, I'm test, test marking a few ideas uh, to see who, you know, where my pitch should be. And that's, you know, that goes back to marketing. You've got to test things, haven't you? Yes, you've got to test things. And the thing is, I think you're onto something because I think people are making changes now. You know, they've had like change thrust upon them yeah. and it's causing people to think differently about you know what their worth is and what it is that they actually want to be um spending their time doing and how they want to be conducting themselves so i think you're onto something i think you're really onto something and i oh, think sorry. like you say a lot of it is quite positive you know it's just that two or three hours a day that you don't spend commuting that is that yeah. might be your time again you know it's and yeah i think I think change throws it's change that throws up opportunity, and um, yeah. Listen, I, I didn't, I didn't expect to be. I didn't expect to be sat where I'm sat today doing this. Uh, my life took a big change, you know, on, on March the twentieth last year, when I, I was living a halcyon life in India. I was loving my life in India. Um, yes. You know, I was living in a coconut plantation. Um, it was wonderful, uh, but you know, as you say, change forces change. And through that came a lot of other stuff, which I'm really pleased has happened because I wouldn't have met the people on the X Forces stuff that I'm mentoring. You know, I wouldn't have been able to support those. I wouldn't have become a service champion for the armed forces. So lots has happened that through COVID has actually brought, you know, a brought a lot out of me, which I'm really pleased with. Yes. Good. All right, cool. Is there anything you wanted to say that we haven't spoken about? Well, I think you've covered everything. You know, it's very much about, you know, and, and I, I, your, your, attitude now is is uh it's quite a refreshing one now i think because you are just basically saying to the world you know just get on with it ignore the bullshit that's out there you know just yes. get on with it if you're not sure just ask somebody you know yes and, and and i do think it's the issue like like maybe that i'm speaking to marketing service providers so maybe they can't be as honest about it but like like you you must have been to dozens of pitches where I mean, I went to a pitch one time and a guy said to me, Martin, here's what you need to understand is that you will slide much further on bullshit than you will on grass. Yeah. So he's like yeah, lying yeah. to us a bit. And it's like the, yeah. the issue with, with lying to people is then that that lie gets found out. And then it's like, I don't want to be in that. I'd never wanted to be in that situation. So, but I've been to dozens of pitches where, you know, I've lost out because somebody's told them something that isn't true. 
and isn't going to happen, but they've believed it. Do you know what I mean? Or I've been to meetings where I've told yeah. them the absolute truth and they're like, yeah, but the last people said that. And then they just didn't do it. You know? So I do think there's something, I don't think you can ignore the bullshit. I think you have to cut through it. I think you have to understand it, see it for what it is and be able to make good decisions about what you're going to do with your marketing, I think. And yeah, that's my mission. So hopefully it will help people. I mean, I'm helping about 80 people a day through my videos currently. So maybe in the future it'll be 82. <laughs> well, listen, I'll get my wife to watch as well. So that'll be 81. I'll, I'll make that sure. That would be phenomenal if you get your wife to watch. <laughs> She's got nothing else to do. She's doing yoga. They just sit down all day. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yoga teacher. Easiest job in the world. I never said hey, that. Not... In case I ever meet your <laughs> wife. Okay, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> well, you're basically going to be careful saying it. <laughs> <laughs> So 21daysofchange.com, is it? That's the one, yeah. Nice and easy. The number 21, change.com. Uh, everything is on there. Uh, and that's permanently being sort of, you know, new, new, new content is going on on the sort of the blogs and the information. So uh, keep an eye on that as well. Fantastic. And you are Danny Lee on LinkedIn. People will find you on LinkedIn. And if they're uh, struggling LinkedIn, to find it's you... Dan it's Danny A. Lee, I think, because somebody else, some guy in Hong Kong had stolen Danny Lee for some strange reason. So oh, it's no. Danny Ailey that'll find me. <laughs> Danny Ailey. Okay, cool. And right. what I will do is I will link to your stuff. I'll transcribe this and I'll link to your stuff. And um, yeah, we will go for there. Go from there. Brilliant. Thank you so much, man. This has been really cool. A pleasure. You enjoy yourself and we will catch up on the other side somewhere. Fantastic. All yeah, right. Danny, Thank bye. you, Danny. Bye.